right. Welcome to the podcast. We have the Community Cafe co-board members. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Take your, take your time to introduce yourself so people can understand who you are and what your role is. Well, I'm the Reverend Martha McGill, and I'm uh, a community uh, person who loves Cumberland, and I was recently rector of Emanuel Church in Cumberland on the Hill, but I'm now retired from that position, and I'm um, working in a organization that I've started called Soul Space Cumberland that is really all about opportunities to build a vibrant Cumberland and support uh, the community in that that uh, vision. That's great. And I am Aaron Hendrickson. Everybody knows who you are. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows me. What's my third or fourth time here? Yeah. Um, and I am um, with Martha um, on the board of the Community Cafe. Um and, you know, I work locally, a realtor, work in the school system, um, involve, you know, philanthropically through so many things. And this came along and I got involved in this. So. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've done CASA and mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like when you reach out to me to do a podcast, it's usually because it's a, it's a good thing that's happening well, or a, a potential, a uh, new idea in development. So I think that this is probably a new idea in development. Well, look at CASA, how much they've grown. That's exactly right. So. So that's a good tip. If Aaron is involved, it it's successful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Community Cafe is a is a national idea and a concept. And so uh, you're wanting to bring that to Cumberland, which would be the first one in the state of Maryland? Correct. Yeah. So what prompted this? So in 2019, uh, Pastor Caroline Kelly, who was at First Presbyterian mm-hmm. up on the hill, she uh, had a call to a parish in Danville, Kentucky. And so at her installation, a group from Cumberland went, and as part of the installation weekend, they were invited to brunch at a place called Grace Cafe. And it was one of these community cafes, and people were just so excited about the concept of a pay-as-you-can cafe that cooked home-cooked food, and it was healthy and it was a place that you felt like you were going home to have a meal. So when the group came back, there was a great excitement, and, and there were area pastors that went and some folks in congregations, and a group started to form to see how we could bring Community Cafe to Cumberland. And now uh, we met through the pandemic, mm-hmm. and now the board has been established, and we're really almost ready to go. So you're off to the races, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. So... Um, one of the biggest, so it's a great concept, so you can pay whatever you want, but it's not e- exclusive or inclusive to any particular person, which I think is is amazing. So I guess, what are you asking of the community? Well, I think one thing we need to point out is that part of our drive is to address food insecurities. Yes, yeah, which okay. is huge here. Yeah. Um, you know, and the concept is you come into a restaurant or you come into our cafe, you know, we might have, you know, a suggested eight to ten dollar price for mm-hmm. an entree. Sure. And you could pay, you know, maybe you could only pay four dollars, you know. Yeah. And any other restaurant, if you came in and <laughs> you ordered and then you said oh, I only have four dollars to pay and your bill was ten dollars, what's gonna happen? You're doing dishes. <laughs> mm. Right. <laughs> well, and that's not off the table either. Right, but right. um you would, you know, 
probably have the police called and there would be some consequences for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, it's, you know, if that's what you can pay, that's what you can pay. But then there are opportunities for you to be able to give back. Nice. Um, if you choose, you can volunteer to serve people. You can volunteer to work. You could grow vegetables. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could do to give back mm-hmm. to uh, the cafe. Um and kind of make up for the difference or whatever. Yeah. So if you came in and you only had $4 in your pocket and, you know, you ordered a meal and that's all you could pay and you had soup and a sandwich and $4 was it and you're hungry, I mean, you know, why should you be turned away and not be able to come out and fellowship with other people and be able yeah. to interact and be a part of the community? I think it's there's a really big psychological component too about um, having self-worth and because you can get if you have food insecurity or you're insecure and you're in your situation, whatever that might be, taking a break and doing something as basic as eating in a space with other people can add some normalcy. And it can also kind of go, oh, well, um, not being treated any differently. And then also giving them an avenue to feel like they can give back, that they're not just taking constantly. And there's no shame. Right. There's no yeah. shame. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, probably um, a big piece of this. That there's yeah. no shame in coming in, you know, and you'll be treated just like everybody else. And there's no, no one's ju- judging you. Right. You know? um, and that's something that really spoke to me and spoke to my heart um, about this cause. Because, um, you know, in this community, we have food insecurities mm-hmm. and we have people who, um, you know, feel shamed that they can't go out and have an experience or whatever. And this will help to address that. Yeah, it's not it's not a privilege to be able to eat with other people. That should never be taken away from. I mean, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That You have interesting conversations, hopefully. You spend time with people you enjoy. And it's a way for families to kind of get that experience. Yeah, exactly. and that's an important part uh, because uh, Allegheny County, I was looking at the data, we've looked at the data, mm-hmm. and... The food insecurity rate is 16.9%, which is 55% higher than the national average. And um, the child insecurity rate is 56% higher than the national average. You know, that doesn't surprise me because there's Mm -hmm. like a lunchbox program and the backpack program. There's Mm -hmm. all these programs that have to supplement children, uh, making sure that they can eat on the weekends and then also when school's not in session. And that's one of the things that we wanted to emphasize is there'll be a wide swath of people that uh, across all of Cumberland's makeup that we hope that come. And that includes families because there are a lot of families, right, just hardly Mm -hmm. making it. Mm -hmm. And of course, they would never consider probably going out except for fast food. And this would be a way to come and have be like home, be Mm -hmm. a place that you can just relax into. And as part of the vision, we want um, everyone to be treated with dignity and respect, whoever comes through that door, and they're able to have nourishing food, but also be nourished in mind and soul as well. So uh, one of the uh, visions and dreams we have is that uh, the space that we would have would have a big community table, and it would be you could see it through from the street. Okay, but there would people could eat together at the community table. Yeah, there would be opportunities for entertainment. There'd be art. There'd be um, cr- you know people that are selling their own crafts and and goods. Uh, it would be a place we could learn. We'd have pop up cooking classes. We'd have all kinds of opportunities to just uh, be a family together. Yeah, that I mean that's that's I. I mean, that sounds ideal, right? I mean, but there's a lot of work that goes into kind of getting that 
off the ground and running. Yes. So I imagine that you guys throughout the pandemic were having a bunch of meetings and just kind of formulating exactly what is reasonable on the timelines and what mm-hmm. they might look like. So what are some things that you're that you need to have in place before this concept can start to become a reality? One of the things I think, you know, obviously, how do you pay for this? Well, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a big one. I mean, one. That's, that's a big piece of this. It's not anything where, you know, we don't have a million-dollar budget. We don't have... Oh, you don't have a benefactor? Yeah, mm. no, no? No, no. Not yet. So mm-hmm. fundraising is a big piece yep. of this. You know, um, starting uh, campaigns for sustaining donors and people that believe in addressing food insecurities or people that believe in, um, you know, helping those people or people that, you know, are dealing with food insecurities, families, whatever, to be a part of the community, having those people be able to give back uh, financially. So becoming, you know, a sustaining donor Mm -hmm. or donating one time or, you know, coming and volunteering. I mean, there's so many components. Right. How about Um, about grants? Are you guys Well, yeah, that's something that we're looking at. Nice. Um, And Martha probably has more information about that. Well, and there's a a lot of interest in the community around – Working to end food insecurity, but also to from for farm to farm to table work. Yeah, so I mean that's something that um, I've had tons of farmers on the podcast. We are very lucky in the fact that we can grow our own food so close, and I think that there is a disconnect between accessing that food from the farm. Not the farmers, not anybody's fault. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's not a mechanism that makes it easy. And I know that farmers markets happen, and there's programs through WIC. But they're not really well advertised and people still might feel like they don't really know how to navigate and they don't know how to prepare the foods that they might be getting from a farm. So there's all these like slight barriers for a successful farm to to your home or your table. So, I mean, I think that that would be amazing. So I have kind of three things about that. First, the grant piece. There is a group a coalition working um, to apply for a very large USDA grant for insecurity, food insecurity in Appalachia. And it's a group out of Wholesome Harvest Mm -hmm. at Frostburg. And we've been asked to collaborate with them uh, and give a letter of support for this grant. And we're hoping that that will come through because that would be as a partner to them, that would be a great, a huge Mm -hmm. uh, way for us to finance this. And um, second, um, well, uh, I'll just shout out to Allison Boyd uh, because I, yeah. I, I have to do a farm share at Honeymoon Farm and mm-hmm. have worked out the farm. And so I think she's head of the, the farmers down, is, yeah. uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they're I already have re- relationships and people on the board have relationships with farmers. And, yes. and that would be a, a good way to continue that in the cafe. And then we've talked a lot about at the cafe being a place that's available and open we just had a board meeting and we decided that we wanted to start when we start. And we're hoping that's going to be spring to summer next year uh, is to have uh, lunch and to have lunch from about 11 to three and be open Sunday through Friday, because there are a lot of restaurants downtown that aren't open on Sunday or Monday. Yes. I was going to say, and and that's that's a, that would be great. And then we hoped that uh, we would have a, a start with a dinner once a month. Maybe we'll move into dinner uh, full time at some point, but we would like to do maybe a first Friday dinner and it could even have an international theme and and it just be a a fun evening Mm -hmm. with entertainment and um, new kinds of food. And it could be a farm to table as a a special farmer would come, uh, a farmer would come in and do a special piece. Um, We have uh, identified our our executive chef. Chef, and do you want to say something about that, Aaron? Sure. 
I don't know if I could say her name, or if I should say her name I out there. I think you or not. can say her um, name because we said it publicly at the yeah. information dinner. Um, Kaya Wilhelm is, um, okay. and I don't know if you're familiar with her or not. She is out at Bearville, um, and she works out there, and she is trained through Allegheny College's culinary program. Fantastic. So she has a passion. Yeah. Um, you know, for food insecurity and for those things as well, and also to exhibit her skills. And she has agreed to come on and be our sort of executive chef, if you will, yeah. um, and plan our meals and train our people and yeah, I mean, work with, you know, the farmers important. and, the, you know, the different pieces and components that will all go into this because she knows the equipment. She knows she's going to know the finite stuff. Yeah, that I'm going to tell you, that is a whole nother ball field, isn't it? It's mm-hmm, just that mm-hmm. minefield, I guess I should say. Because you have to figure, I mean, if you have somebody that can take that and run point with that, that is an incredible asset for you guys. Absolutely. And she would be able to also oversee volunteers. Now, she would certainly be paid, which is another piece of, you know, why we need, you know, donors and Mm -hmm. financial support and those sorts of things um, is, you know, because we want somebody that knows what they're doing and that has a passion for it Mm -hmm. um, to be at the forefront. And I think Kaya is that person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she is going to be a dynamo working there and she can bring her talents and also coordinate with Barrelville and the things that she's doing there. And, yeah. you know, um, kind of it's, she's like, it's like a puzzle and she's an, a big piece of that puzzle Good. that is fitting together. And she's just sort of, I guess, kind of in the background waiting for us to, to do our <laughs> thing and to find our building and to get all of those things that we yeah. need to get together. So I guess a building is, I mean, ultimately, I'm assuming you would like to be downtown. Yes. Centrally located. It would be great to be on Center Street there where so much is kind of popping up at the moment, but anywhere in the downtown area. So we know a lot of folks are now coming in and buying buildings there uh, downtown. And we would be a great tenant and a great, we would be a great face of what Cumberland's all about and why you would move to Cumberland, right? Um, I might have a solution for you. On oh, that. Um, yeah. So we'll talk after the, the podcast. Um, so uh, I think that there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of moving and shaking going on downtown. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. And I think something that's going to really help that is um, there's a massive tourism market in Cumberland. And you said like, OK, Sundays, Mondays, things aren't open. And that is a huge barrier to a lot of people that might just stumble onto our town on the trail or yes. You know, they're coming up here for a day trip or here for the weekend, and then they realize everything shuts down. There's nothing open, only a few yeah. things, right? So that would be a huge plus because you're out, you're, yes, it's for food insecurity, but you obviously want people that can afford to eat there because that's also how it's going to sustain. Um, so I think ultimately the redevelopment of the downtown mall is going to help you guys because yeah. people will be able to drive by and see what's going on and then. So, I mean, are you wanting to get into downtown right away or is this something you want yes. to wait on? I mean, no. yeah, right away would be ideal. I yeah. Mean, if- yeah, we have looked at several properties and we're be- we've been in some discussions, but mm-hmm. we don't have anything firm yet. Yeah. Um, and so I think, but I think we're at that place where we're ready. The business plan, um, Aaron and his team have been working on that and we're getting closer and closer to, to nailing that down. But we really need to know, we, we think we have an idea of what the rents would be, but it really depends on the landlord. Sure. And, um, but one of the things that we found with this, and this is what I found over the years in any kind of um, community project is when it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. Things, things doors just start opening. Mm-hmm. And from the, the get go with this there, everyone we've talked to for the most part, there's enthusiasm. 
you'll meet someone on the street. We've been at the farmer's market. We've been at various, uh, the Chalk It Up event downtown. We've had booths at all those things. We'll have one at the the craft market at Dave Love's Mm -hmm. uh, store uh, coming up, and there'll be information. But what we found is people say, sign me up. I'm really interested. And then we had, we decided to have informational meeting in the end of September, and we had uh, Kyra come and uh, talk about food, but we also served a meal like you might have at the cafe, and we had an informational meeting, and we had an executive director from the community cafe in Withville, Virginia, and he spoke. And it was amazing. We were we expected we could hold eighty people, and we thought, well, fifty would be great. Mm-hmm. We sold out, and the it was a cross section of people, young and old and diverse, from Cumberland that came to that. And amazing, it was amazing. And the amount of people that we got, you know, we handed out little cards, and they could check off on the card yeah. if they wanted to be a sustaining donor, if they wanted to be a volunteer, if they just wanted more information. And the amount of people that are willing to get behind us you know, either financially or, or to volunteer or even just to be a support for us and spread the word. I think it's was a, very, I mean, it was cool. It I mean, was, food is universal, right? right? It's one of those things that you, you you have to have it to survive. And if you don't, then it's you're in bad shape. And it's one of those things where people can connect over food. That's been like the universal thing that brings everybody to get breaking bread together is mm-hmm. a very simple concept and it's, and it's important. And so- to go and experience, and what you did was so smart. You had them in a space that was like, this is what it would feel like to be in this restaurant. This is the type of meal that you would receive here. This is the type of dignity and community you would experience. And so when you handed them those cards and said, do you want to be a part of this? They're going to say, yes, I want to buy into this. And all these people showed up because they know it's a need. And either they've experienced it themselves or know somebody that's experienced or never want to feel like that. It's an important social safety net that, really can make a big difference for sure. Well, and I think Culinary Cafe, uh, I go there and it's a great, a great place that you feel community in Mm -hmm. and you have students serving you and they're learning the, the skills of hospitality. And I feel like, uh, we have Culinary Cafe. We have great restaurants uh, downtown, we, yeah. and we have the collective now. Uh, but I feel like there's always room for more, and the more that come, the more energy builds. And one of the things that I realized from being up at the Emanuel campus and doing t- historic tours, mm-hmm. we have cyclists off the trail all the time, oh, yeah. and they, they come in Sunday night. They come in Monday night. They're just looking for somewhere to eat, and sometimes they don't have a place to go. Yeah. So... So we're looking at uh, providing that need as well. I think it's all it's all kind of connected there, and in many ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for this project, and I think mm-hmm. that um, if you want to get involved, I, you have a great website. Um, it has lists what your plans are, and people can see everything is going on. And and we'll have a link on our show description. But it's for those who are just listening right now. There's it's also a Facebook page. Oh. Yes. Fancy. Look at you. Twenty yes. first yes. century. I'll that's tell you. Right. Well, that's Allison Peters that oh. you know kind of takes the a the social media. Social, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, so it's community cafe cumberland.wordpress.com and then community cafe cumberland on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And people yes. can start making donations and uh, the board is all making donations. So you know what would be a really great um if you have somebody in your family or friends that's like, I don't need anything for the holidays, like okay. I don't need a nothing special. Make a donation on behalf of them and to the community cafe. And know that people will eat in an establishment yeah. that has a commitment to diversity and inclusion. I mean, you know, and that people will be able to 
come there and get their bellies filled yeah. who might not ordinarily be able to go to a nice warm place mm-hmm. on a cold Sunday evening and eat, you know, and they have $2 in their pocket and they yeah. need a meal, yeah. you know, and that's all they can afford to pay and they can get, you know, maybe what you would normally pay a $20 meal for. You've already paid for that yeah. and they're able to yeah. eat. And I yeah. think you also, not only your belly's filled, but your soul, soul is filled. And that could be, you know, there are folks that are single, they, mm-hmm. people who are in relationships that want a place to go to find a greater community. And I kind of think of it like your family dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us had that growing up. Some of us didn't. But yeah. one of the things I always loved about my own family and my childhood, but also with our two now grown children, is that dinner time sitting around the table. And that would be at the community cafe around the big table and just saying, well, what was your day like? And yeah. how, how are you? And what's life like for you? That and is, then yeah, that's, that's inc- really important for human beings. It's and there's opportunities for people yeah. to come in and volunteer. You know, maybe you want to just come in and be in your own little corner and you're chopping vegetables mm-hmm. for tomorrow's soup. Sure. Or, you know, and you're but you're able to interact with people while you're doing that. Yeah. Or, and like your grandma, come on in the kitchen yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and chop with me. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. also important that, I mean, I had a, child my both my parents works but we every night we sat down and it was like what did you learn and I was an only child I'm an only child so it was what did you do in school and then I would say how was work and then they would talk to each other about work but it is a sense of like okay at the end of the day we're sitting down and it's like a reset and then you start Mm -hmm. the rest of your day or your evening or if you're having lunch or you know breakfast or whatever that little conversation of somebody saying hey it's so good to see you thanks Mm -hmm. for coming in might be the difference of them having self-confidence to go maybe try something new or just having a good day and well, a good and imagine outlook. imagine the magic of coming into a place and sitting at a table with somebody you don't know and yeah. you're looking for a job Absolutely. or you're looking for a place to live or you're looking for an opportunity. And just through simple conversation, those opportunities come up and, hey, I got a place for you. Here's my information. Give me, you've made a connection Happens by all going the time. in to yeah. a place where you are welcome and nobody is, is judging you. Nobody mm-hmm. is is putting an impetus on you you are and and you feel warm and welcome and you're fed and your soul is fed and you feel good when you walk out but you also have an opportunity in your pocket Mm -hmm. you know you have that that you you have not only fulfilled a need to eat but you fulfilled a need maybe for a job maybe for you know a a place to live maybe you know for I mean, all kinds of people will be going in there. Yeah. So I think that's a very magical piece of this as well. Yeah, it would be a place that you could come. I'm like sometimes I've I've been sitting downtown outside and I see couples and other folks, particularly couples that look like they are in town for the first time and they're mm-hmm. walking up and down. Yeah. And they're trying to see well, what do I do next? It would be kind of the place to go to figure out where you might go next. Yeah. And so if you're interested in looking at real estate or finding out what some of the uh, that's one of the things I found out when I moved here in 2014. We had a house from 2006, but I actually moved here f- full-time in 2014. It was interesting how to find out what was going on. There's tons going on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you kind of just, it was word of mouth. You know, that you could kind of look in the paper, but that really wasn't the best place. Not and, reliable. No. And you can do Facebook, but you're missing things. It's mostly personal interaction. So how do you sing in the Choral Society? How do you find out it's about Mountainside Baroque? How do you find out what's going on at the library? Um, All those wheels up, uh, fun Mm -hmm. Wednesday nights. How do you know about those? Mm -hmm. So, so... 
that's kind of what the community cafe would be that place to come. It would be like the community newspaper, but yeah. in a food form. And and, and, and <laughs> in a real person form. Making Absolutely. connections. Yeah, making yeah. Human connections. Human being form, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I hope that this USDA grant goes through, mm-hmm. and um, that would be a really good boost, especially. Um, but I, I'm hoping that you can figure out how to get this up and going before... Well, I will say we have a very dynamic and very active. We just added some people to our board. Good. So we have some very, I think, passionate people on our board, very knowledgeable people who are involved in the community, um, who know downtown well, who mm-hmm. know the community well, who have those connections. And I think they have a real passion yeah. uh, for this. And they've done their research and they've read the books that we, you know, and, and you know, what is a monthly we're, we're going on, you know, and kind of being mentored um through, I guess it's One World Eats. Yeah, their national organization yeah. provide. We're, we've uh, become through a Lions Club donation. We were able to join the One World Everybody Eats national organization, and as part of that, we're we're in training with their uh, national office. I think that's yeah. absolutely amazing that you're like, okay, this is a need. We're not reinventing the wheel by no. any means, mm-hmm. but the fact that you're going, we really don't know. And we need all the help we can get right. mm-hmm. is a good sign for us, <laughs> for emerging a board. I mean, we're getting ready to embark on our five Oh or four, five Oh one C three status. Great. I mean, all of these pieces are slowly coming together. Yeah. Um, and hopefully the next piece to come together will be the location. So we can start moving our board meetings there and we can yeah. start planning facilities and we can start looking at equipment and i mean we've the even fun got stuff we've right? even got dishes and storage that somebody wow. has either donated or we've 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 been yeah, able so to we want to eat off real china like right. you might you might right. used to have done at home yeah so, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. but uh we are we do have nonprofit status because we're under the umbrella of hrdc yes. gotcha. until we get our own that's so, amazing so yeah so another every, good partnership yeah yeah uh, yeah so it's been a yeah it's when it's kind of like when you have the vision, it will start, the doors will start opening. Yeah. And um, it's a whole community effort, though. It's going to be great. I'm really excited for this. Um, and I think that I've said this before in the past episodes, especially since I started the podcast again this year. It, there's a, there's something ha- magical happening, I think, around just Cumberland in general. We had a big influx of new people come in, and with new people come new ideas, and then some you just get more interest and I feel like hopefully um, it sticks this time and Cumberland kind of comes into its own identity instead of looking so far behind itself and kind of establishes itself as a very cool and interesting and wonderful place to be. Well, so. I think this is a new and inventive thing, Yeah, you know, and hopefully we- I'm hoping it will become a model yeah, right. for other parts of the state. Yeah, and then states. you could mentor other Absolutely. community mm-hmm. cafes you know, in, in how Maryland. How cool would that be and put us on the map that way as well? Amazing. You know? So, but, amazing. you know, from coming here to Cumberland, and I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia. I was the only child. Um, but I grew up in, in a historical old town, uh-huh. which is now huge now. But I grew up in a, a, a colonial home. And uh, I'm surrounded by history. And when I came here, there's so much amazing history here. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know anything about the French and Indian War because you don't oh, heard yeah. that in Virginia. <laughs> but be, being at Emanuel, of course, I learned about that from Heritage Days. But sure. also we have this rich Underground Railroad history. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of firsts in the country. Yep. It's it every place you turn there and there is tremendous history and architecture. And we really are a city that has shown from before the revolution, uh, we're resilient and we reinvent ourselves and we know how to change and you really have to change in order to keep living. Yes. And we're uh, also a very yeah. generous city. 
you know, I, I can't, I can't, yes. I, I mean, I belong, I'm a member of First Presbyterian Church, and I can't tell you the members that go there that are generous and seeing the generosity and Just, even think, seeing the people that have already committed, you know, to become sustaining donors and to be, you know, giving, have a given money mm-hmm. and purchase tickets to come to the event that we had. I mean, that are behind us 100% and the, and just the generosity that's around a, here. It's a is good idea. Also, yeah, gener- astonishing. It could be for anything if somebody, I mean, if there's any tragedy that happens, this community rallies Absolutely. like no other. And I think that, that we're really lucky to live in a small town like this. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's very progressive in some ways, but also kind of traditional in a lot of others, meaning like you take care of the people that you know mm-hmm. and you, and I think that even if you don't know, if you see somebody in distress, most people will stop and ask if you're okay. Um, and well, I they're think, also support endeavors. I mean, yeah. look at uh, Casa. Yeah. And, you know, the wine festival that started at such a small, it's a so small thing. And now it's, it's on the map. Yeah. I mean, it's downstate. People are, mm-hmm. wineries and breweries are signing up to come. Yeah. The Wing Fest that started very small is now huge. Yeah. So the Community Cafe, I think we'll get to that point as well. It'll yeah. become, you know, an entity. It will become, you know, sort of an icon and the state will, other parts of the state will be like hey how did you get that started yeah. in cumberland like they've done with casa that's in Hagerstown now and yeah. growing into garrett county and those sorts of things so and i think martha's right once once the vision is out there and they see a committed group of people that are going forward you know things are going to start to happen yeah well and i think there's something about the small town that's really uh it really brings you in um so i've lived in big towns all my life uh washington dc area new york city we lived in south africa we lived in richmond we lived in baltimore and atlanta and i just have found the closest to the community kind of relationships that i had in africa which is very communal Mm -hmm. and you work as a community rather than an individual Mm -hmm. i found the closest feeling to that here yeah and it really makes me feel part of of something and you're able to work easily on projects because you have all these relationships and it's not overwhelmingly big. No. And so I think it's just, again, back to a human level that works and uh, Cumberland is just a treasure and uh, I am just really blessed to be here. We're happy to have you here. Yeah. Um, But I think that, um, are you in the Allegheny magazine? We yeah, we're uh-huh. in the December issue. Wanted to give a plug for that. Yeah. yeah. Shane Shane Riggs did a great job of writing an article Pay about the community cafe okay, called great. Pay It Forward. Awesome. Um, that, you know, highlights what and we're trying to do. And this is out now. Like, you yes. can get that. Yeah, yeah. just as hot off the press. Yep. Nice. And we also, one of our new board members... Um, who is Michael Harris. He has the uh, pepper in a bottle shop. Oh, which nice. Which is really yes. cool. He's yes. in there too. Fantastic. And, uh, so, and then the collective's in here and all kinds of... Um, great local folks so yeah yeah. well um as you know you have always an open invitation to come back so if you have a fundraising event or you know if you just want to come on and talk about all the amazing things i know you too will be a part of in the future the, so yeah, we'll hope you can come back and, and announce our opening where our location is. and yes. where our location yes. is Please. in the very near future. Please. Yeah, and I would encourage if any of your listeners has any ideas or has any, yeah. you know, prospects, you know, to please reach out perhaps yes. to you or, you Yeah, know. to me or um, info at communitycafe at gmail.com mm-hmm. is yours. And we'll have all this in the show notes. So if you guys okay. are listening and want to go back through, you can click through and it'll be on our website too. Perfect. Oh, right. thank you so much Thanks for having so much, us. Thanks guys.
For more information on what you've heard on today's show, like how you can be a sustaining member of the Community Cafe and uh, maybe volunteer, check out our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. While you're there, uh, take your time, peruse all of our previous episodes. We've been at this for eight years, so there are plenty of interesting people as well as organizations like the Community Cafe. Um, So go ahead and take a look there. Subscribe, like, share, tell all your friends and family. We really appreciate it. Um, We're pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. So if you want to ask Google or Alexa or Siri, hey, play, record, talk, listen, we'll pop right up and start entertaining you. This has been another episode of Record, Talk, Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.